Hey, before we get started on today's podcast, I just want to say thank you for listening to, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast. It's hard to believe we're on episode 77 and have had thousands of downloads and tons of growth in only five months since we launched the on-demand content on January 17th. If you haven't already subscribed, tap your screen and find that little follow or subscribe button. You'll get updates each day when a new episode is published. And as you know, I promise that each episode will bring value. You'll either learn something new, be inspired or motivated, and my team and I work hard to keep it fresh and relevant. By the way, I'm Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show here in Tampa, Florida. Now, the show airs every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And no matter where you are in the U.S., you can listen online to the live show. Just hop over to moneytalk1010.com and click the little Listen Live button. It's that easy. Every week, Joy McAdams, Kylie Francis, Jen Wiggins, and I get together to talk business, marketing, sales, operations, and everything else that affects business outside the boardroom. And we also invite some pretty remarkable guests as well to join us to tell their story, share wisdom, and inspire us to greatness. Today's podcast episode brought to you by Italiano Insurance is part two of how to pick an influencer to promote your business, the do's and don'ts. Kylie Francis brings some great insights as always, so why don't we get started? Here's today's podcast. Enjoy. our next guest on the line, and that is my friend Kylie Francis. As you know, Kylie is a regular contributor to the show. She's a social media influencer, an entrepreneur, a business marketing consultant to brands and CEOs and other entrepreneurs who want better results from their social media. Kylie, welcome to the show, and thanks for staying on hold. Of course. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. And I see that you and Jake Kurtz are both watching on Instagram Live, so I do know that Instagram is actually working. Sometimes it's hard to know in the building here because we don't always have great Wi-Fi service, but appreciate you uh, joining in on Instagram Live. Well, it was funny because I, I was watching on Facebook Live. This is like almost like Inception, or I guess it's like repurposing content. It proves that it works because I heard you on Facebook Live say that you were testing out Instagram Live, so I was like, oh, let me hop over on Instagram Live and see how this looks. So it works and it looks perfect. So next I'm waiting for LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live. Uh, It'll keep adding on to it. The problem with with LinkedIn Live is I applied for that, never got a response back, and I know a lot of other people have as well. And people with very large followings, much larger than, you know, my 4,500 followers. Um, But uh, are you, have you been approved for LinkedIn Live? I actually haven't requested. It's been okay. one of those things that's been on my to-do list, and I kind of forget about it until someone talks about it again. <laughs> All right. Well, there's your reminder. <laughs> Maybe I'll try today to do LinkedIn Live because that would be awesome to stream the show because there's so much valuable content that we you know, trickle throughout the show. So well, I also heard that people love the feedback about how you split up the segments, which I find super valuable as well because sometimes people just don't have an hour and a half or an hour, I should say. No doubt to listen to a whole show, but they want to hear a topic and be informed about that. So well, you know, I agree with whoever said that. You know, I'm going to build you up right now. You know where that idea came from. It was through an early conversation either you and I had or I, I, I learned from one of your Facebook Lives probably a year or two ago, and that was about evergreen content. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, if, if this show were to just be flipped over into podcast in its 60 minute entirety, you know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not necessarily evergreen because the entire show in of itself, we talk about very, you know, topical things for today. And yet right. there are segments within the show that are really truly are evergreen that, you know, uh, are re- relevant, uh, you know, six months from now and even probably two or three years down the road. But you know what? I got, I got one question, and this is this, this question. Somebody just texted me, and they said, uh, ask Kylie. said, Kylie, you always look so great in your Instagram pictures and your Facebook lives. Uh, what about you? Are you getting your hair cut this week, or do you have some other secret strategy to keep it looking so fresh? Kylie, <laughs> our listeners want to know. Which is funny because my hair is always in a ponytail or a messy <laughs> bun. Like right now it's in a twisted up top, not bun. Like <laughs> Haven't feels like I haven't washed it in a couple of days. So my secret is I don't really know. <laughs> I so, don't have an I mean, answer to that. But thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, are you are you are you going to be heading out to get get a get a trim or uh, uh, any That's any kind? That's a funny thing. I was thinking about that, but since all of the other women I feel like have already booked out for months, and I haven't you know hopped on that train, I think I'm just going to have you know. Half brown hair, half blonde hair, and whatever. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have been asking me, in fact, here around the building, um, you know, when am I getting a haircut? And if you're watching live, <laughs> you, you'll, you'll see this is, this is the longest I've ever had my hair. I mean, I, I, had, I, had, I had what was called hockey hair back in the late 1980s growing up in Detroit, which was a thing. And that meant your hair stuck out the back of your helmet, you know, your hockey helmet, presumably. Yep. I, I actually played lacrosse <laughs> a little bit. I didn't play hockey. But um, so this is, this, is, this is the longest it's ever been. And I, I'm, no, I'm not sure whether I'm going to head back in right away or not. But uh, I know Susan just sent me an email uh, yesterday that her salon is opening back up. She, she's the gal that I've, I've used in the past over the last decade. And, uh, I'm guessing she's, she's tight. You know, it's probably hard to get into her too. I will admit that I have cut my hair in the quarantine. I cut an inch off of my hair. It was long overdue, Mm. but I didn't do anything crazy like the bangs. So I actually just remembered that as you were talking about cutting your hair and then one other tidbit, that I can relate to with your hockey hair is that with swim caps, we get rat tails because mm. the hair cuts off from the latex cap. Right. So I'm still, I don't think my hair after 25 years of swimming has ever known to regrow longer than a couple inches in the back. So you see me rocking the rat tail in the back. It's because of swimming. It's not because I choose to. <laughs> uh, and you know, somebody might be driving around right now wondering and Pat right there right now is scratching his head. He says, what does all this have to do with business? Right. Yeah. I know. Well, 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 here's the, here's the thing, you know, as a, as a B2B business consultant, you know, some might say, well, you know, you need to cut your hair. And I might've said this 20 years ago, uh, to have that certain polished look. But what I've decided is, is rather than worrying about my hair, I'm going to focus more on the content and Mm -hmm. be more value added for all my clients. So speaking of being value added last week, we talked, we started a conversation about how businesses should go about selecting influencers to represent their business. And so this week, let's continue that with a little bit uh, more conversation, expanding that some do's and don'ts. What do you have for us? Yeah, so today I want to give you guys, I have four do's and don'ts, so I don't know if I'll get through all of them, but one is better than nothing. So do's and don'ts of finding and choosing influencers to give your business the highest ROI, because a lot of times when, especially because of coronavirus, because of the pandemic we're currently in, or let's just say a year from now, because this is evergreen content, you're starting to put your or create business content for social media. 
What a lot of people get wrong with influencers is that they dart straight to the ones that have millions of followers because they think in their minds, because they have more followers, they have more influence, which means I'm going to sell more product, which is simply not true. So today I'm going to give you guys some guidance on how to find and choose the influencers that are going to give your specific business the highest ROI. Because remember, just darting over to Instagram because that's the most popular platform and finding the influencers that have millions of followers, that's not the direction you need to go in. It can actually be a lot cheaper for your business to find micro-influencers, and also you would get more in return. So the first do and don't, the first do is to know your ideal client avatar. And Mark talked about this last week on a segment. Am I correct, Mark? Yeah, we, we sure did at the end. of the, we, yeah. you, you and I talked about it, and then I talked about it later in the yeah. show. Yeah, so I'm not going to go into heavy detail on that. You guys can search for that podcast episode, type in Mark Steckman, type in Ideal Client Avatar, and you guys can listen to that in depth since we're a little short on time. So do know your Ideal Client av- Avatar, and don't just pick someone just because they have a lot of followers. So what this means is, is when you know your Ideal Client Avatar on social media, which means knowing their demographics, which entail their age, work, you know, the type of income that they have, their interests and buying behaviors, you will know the types of influencers to look for on social media because those are the types of people that buy your product or your service. Whereas if if you just go straight to the person that is irrelevant to your industry and go for the person that has, you know, 2 million, 5 million followers, you don't know if that person bought their followers' likes and or comments. I was just on a client call yesterday, and um, it was the CEO of a business, and their Instagram account had 260,000 followers, but their pictures were only getting 15 likes. Mm. And um, he was saying that it was because of the content they were putting out. And I was like, well, if you have a social media manager, it's more than likely that they bought the followers mm-hmm. just to kind of impress you. Yep. And then, they're, and then you think it's the content when in reality it's nope. because they bought the following. So yep. that's why you really, 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 especially in 2020, should not focus on the number of followers, but focus on the authentic engagement that's happening in the comment section of the pictures. And this isn't just on Instagram. This is on Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, on YouTube, whichever platform, this is going to be tip number two when I get to it, whichever platform that your ideal clients congregate on. So remember, with this tip, know who your clients are and then focus on the authentic engagement when you're looking for influencers in the comments section. Do they actually care about the people that follow them? Do they care to reply back? That's what we're looking for in 2020 and beyond because everyone has this you know, false sense of, okay, when I reach a certain amount of followers, I don't have to comment back anymore. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No, you just don't care about your following, right? But that's what translates into sales for your business. So that's why you have to make sure when you invest in these influencers that they actually care about their their audience. Because the more that the audience feels that they're cared for, the more that they're going to be influenced by the influencer and therefore by your product. That, you Do you know, have any thoughts, Mark? 
Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can tell you that I engage with a lot of big name influencers on social platforms, and it's amazing, absolutely amazing, which ones don't reply back. In fact, uh, Mm -hmm. you, you remember Casey Kasem? You remember, you remember America's Top 40? He, he did it for decades on the radio. And uh, his daughter... I think so. His daughter, yeah. his daughter is Carrie Kasem, right? And okay. uh, I, I mentioned something in a story to her on an Instagram story, and she got back to me. And immediately, you know, immediately for me, as, as a, not only as a radio per, a person who's in the radio industry, but as a, as a follower of her, now all of a sudden I'm a little more connected to her because mm-hmm. she actually, she responded back, not only just with a, you know, with a thumbs up or a heart or something, right. but she, <laughs> she, she used my name. She said, Mark, thanks so much for, you know, and so there we go. Uh, absolutely. And it's the authentic engagement, yep. like I said before, because if these influencers are just replying back, you know, with the hundreds emojis or the thumbs up, that also could be their manager just replying back to reply back. No so doubt. It's so important to go after what Mark just said. It creates that connection, and all it takes is one thoughtful message. Now, Mark, you're more influenced by, you know, if she were to create a product or a service or whatever she promotes, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to buy it, but you're just going to be more in tune to what she has to say because you know that she cares for her audience. Well, how about how about this? When I when I was in the um, men's business, you know, 15 years ago or more, we used to talk about creating raving fans. In fact, I think there's a mm-hmm. book there's a book about that. One of the ways you create raving fans is you have to do different things for those fans. You you're not going to be able to pick up the phone and call 1.5 million followers and tell them thank you for following. Them. <laughs> but but like even even just what I did earlier in the show with mentioning Kylie Francis is watching live on Facebook or Jake Kurtz who's with Brick Media just a little th- that's an acknowledgement and I see so many of these influencers not doing that and if I was a brand I would be looking for people who are really in touch with how to engage with their followers all right I'll let you get Absolutely. moving on I know you got to get, get going too. No, that was awesome. I love the examples that you just gave, and I love that they were from your personal experience. I think that really nails in the concept of looking for that authentic engagement. So tip number two, do and don't. Do know which platforms your ideal client avatar congregates on. Mm. Don't hyper-focus on popular platforms. So let me break this down a little bit. So this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. What a lot of business owners do is when they start wanting to sell their product or their service on social media, the first thing that pops into their head is, I need to only use Facebook and Instagram. And their ideal client could not even be on Instagram and Facebook, right? They could be on podcasts. They could be on LinkedIn. They could be on TikTok. So the problem with this is that when you only hyper-focus on the platforms that are the most popular for everyone, you end up targeting no one, Mm. right? Yeah, you can't be everyone's everything. Right. So that's why it's so important to know your ideal client avatar because when you know their personality and you really deep dive into what platforms they like, then you know which platforms to go on. Not only that, it's not saying that you can't use Instagram and Facebook to promote your business, but you're going to buy the influencers that are less. So the thing with another thing with influencers is that 
because the higher in popularity the platform is, the more the influencer is going to price their service, regardless if they can provide you a return on investment or not. Right. So, for example, an Instagram influencer could charge, you know, $5,000 if they have a million followers. But if a podcaster has a million downloads, and let's just say, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people really overlook podcast advertising, mm. which they really should not. Yeah. That another influencer of the same caliber that gets more engagement, more downloads on their following because they don't value themselves enough could only charge $500. Right. But you're going to get more in return because podcasting is a search engine. Mm. And so when people search for the content, kind of like how they search for Mark Seckman, they're going to see all of your posts. Right. right. Sure. Yep. For all of your podcast episodes. But what, when it comes to Instagram, because it's a time sensitive platform, that content is only living for 30 minutes in the algorithm and only 3% of your following is seeing your content. Yep. So that post dies immediately. Yep. So this is going to go into my third tip, or I guess this is my fourth tip, but I'll make it my third tip because it rolls into um, what I was going to say. The fourth or the third tip is to have them repurpose content that you have for your campaign over a period of time and not just pay them for a post once and then we'll see what happens kind of scenario. Mm. So another thing businesses get wrong is they'll pay an influencer to post one piece of content one time and then they want to wait for the results to trickle in. It's not going to work. When it's not going to work, nope. especially in 2020, because Especially if you pick Instagram and Facebook, your content doesn't even last. So you're guaranteed to not even see an ROI. That's right. Yep. But that's fine because it goes back to an earlier episode that we had talked about, Mark, is that it takes 12 times for someone to even understand what you're saying. I've had people, I've been posting about this radio show since we started this in October, and I still have people being like, oh, you are on a, on a weekly radio show? And I'm like, I post about it all the time. It's been going on but for only goes, 10 months. <laughs> exactly. It just goes to show you that it takes time for people to understand what you're actually posting about. So you're actually hurting yourself and you're wasting money in your business if you don't pick an influencer and create, I would say, at least a three-month campaign with them. Minimally, because, yeah. Yeah, minimal. Minimal, minimal. Like, I would even say six months to nine months, Right. And obviously you can have a contingency where it's like, okay, if we don't like working together, like we can break it off, whatever. But it, it's important to, you know, push it out over time because also that's going to grow the no like and trust because it's not going to be this, you know, we talked about this last week, posing a picture with, you know, Coca-Cola and be like, Coca-Cola is my favorite drink, go buy it now. Right. Right. No one believes that type of influencer marketing anymore. It has to be very, very authentic. And that goes back to your ideal client avatar. Do they even use your product or service? Don't just go to them because they have a lot of followers. Make sure they actually use your product and service because that's going to make them want to post about it more. That's true. And you know, you would be a great uh, influencer for Lululemon, right? Isn't that, exactly. uh, that's a brand that, that I know you really like. Well, Kylie, if anybody, waiting for that. if anybody's listening right now on the radio or watching on Facebook or Instagram live and wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, they can find all my links at KylieFrancis.com.
Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to marksteckman.com for more information, or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.